It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they have food as well. So it's kind of more of a restaurant than just a bar. They have handcrafted food and spirits with a whole new menu and a radically new happy hour, which is three hours long every day from three till six, if you can believe that. Everything is half price, drinks and appetizers included. Wayfair is on Ferret Street. You can come here on the weekends too and indulge yourself in their awesome brunch. Mm. Which is great. Becky, you've been here before, right? Yes. Becky Harden is with us today. Hey, Hello. Becky, good to see you. You too. And also Beth Patterson. It's great to see Beth Patterson, isn't it, Andrew? I know that you I actually, actually saw her gig other. last night, yeah. How yeah. was it? It was great at the Ohio Lounge. We were well, like ships in the night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm excited to see you because you're my friend on Facebook. Oh, nice. Aww. And I've never met you. He's only got like 13 friends on Facebook, I think so that's really I think, I think really it's nice. down to 12 because somebody unfriended me. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, so. Too many, too many mm. cute well, kittens. You know. and so I don't, how did we get to be friends, Beth? Just uh, it somebody must have Maybe it's the Kiwi someone. connection. It's maybe. Yeah. Because oh, you spent sweet. some time in New Zealand. Yeah. It should be right. a song. Kiwi the Kiwi connection. connection. Yeah, that's nice. It is. And you brought your bazooki here. I brought my bazooki and I brought a shrewdy box. A shrewdy box? Yes. Oh. Are you the only person in New Orleans who plays the bazooki? No. Who's the um, other one? Well, I've, I've, I have a, I had a few students um, over the years. and uh, oh, you've taught bazooki. I've, I've taught bazooki. It's one of the more obscure jobs that you can take. Can you give us a quick lesson? Uh, yes. Okay, pull it up. Okay. Well, lesson, rule what's, number what's one lesson? is never point a bazooki at anybody, even if it doesn't have any strings on it. Uh. <laughs> and so for people who are um, not looking at any photos of us and don't know what a bazooki is, it looks like a guitar, but it's actually Greek, isn't it? It is. It's a teardrop-shaped. It's basically like, like a big, big oversized mandolin. Or it look, yeah, or it looks like a lute, I guess. A lute or a pathological lyre. I don't mm. know. Anyway... Nice. Pathological liar. Liar like an right. instrument, yeah. Right. Oh, liar. L-Y-R-E. <laughs> Sorry. Well, liar is a, like a harp-shaped nice. yes. thing, isn't it? Yes. Sorry. It doesn't look anything like a liar. That's it a doesn't. funny line. It doesn't. It's just a line. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a good, it's good a cheap, punch line. Yeah. It's yeah. a cheap laugh. It was a cheap shot. Just throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any others you want to get off your chest? Before? Uh, not, <laughs> not this early. <laughs> okay. And especially since this is a... Uh, this is not a visual show. Right. You know, there's several jokes that go right out the window. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you can yeah. see photos of this on itsneworleans.com and also on our Facebook page if you want to know <laughs> what a bazooki looks like. I remember this is a Greek instrument that it you would hear in all these and play, played it, it real is. fast. Yeah. And, uh, do you do that? That's super fast. I have done some, uh, some gigs with, uh, with some Greek musicians, but uh, this is an instrument that got introduced to Irish music. In the 60s. Oh, it's Irish. So it's, well, this, this was made in Dublin. Um, there's saying an Irish bazooki. I've told people it's kind of like saying Mexican bagpipe. Right. Uh, like, like, what the when hell you are you? Here's a waitress walking around with an ice bag on her head after she fell over. Oh, dear. When you say the 60s, are you talking about the 1960s? The 1960s. It was not used in, um, in Irish music until then. Huh. Um, How did it get to Ireland in the 19th? That's a strange thing. The 19th. Kind of a bunch of them washed up on the shore. And Fortuitous would, rafting event. Right. Uh, there was, was one, there was one guy named uh, Johnny Moynihan who brought one and had played in uh, a um, cruise to, to Greece, brought one back, but then later brought back brought in a flat-backed instrument when he was living in the Greek section of London. 
um, and a guy was making flat-backed instruments because these were originally round-back critters, oh, you know, this one's got a flat back. It does. Okay. And a guy who was making things like Appalachian dulcimers and dreadnought guitars, and he decided to make a flat-back bazooki, and uh, people just uh, became enamored with the sound, especially with this sort of variation of tuning, mm. especially because with the ballad boom, which sort of uh, coincides with the folk revival here in America... The ballad boom in Ireland. Thank God we got the folk revival. Yeah. The we, we ballad had, boom. The that ballad sounds boom. awful. And people, people weren't being purists. You know, now again, you have, um, excuse me, that's not the way that Planksteed planned it back in 1974. You know, but mm. at the time, people weren't being purists because they didn't have anything to compare it to. So people were experimenting with all kinds of things in the 60s, including bazookis. So there's an Irish ballad genre. Yes. Uh, what is it? What's a typical Irish ballad that we would would we know of? Typical Irish ballad uh, would involve um, some amount of alcohol, usually roving out on a bright May morn, mm. uh, either okay. getting pressed into the British Navy, okay. uh, somebody's mm. going to die, mm-hmm. um, somebody's going to get drunk, yeah. So these are folk songs like Turulai, Urulai, Adderley mm. and those type. Yeah. Not really? Well, people, so the, some of those, it's not to be confused with these sort of parlor songs at the turn of the century, like Irish Eyes Are Smiling. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's probably That's not, not a good ballad. idea if I. Th- if it's probably not a good idea for me to throw up on a podcast. Um, but mm. why right. not? Well, you know, it's, it's not to be confused with those you know parlor songs. Mm-hmm. So, so what is it? Can you do, do like a, just a line or two of an Irish ballad? That yeah. Would be, that w- uh, let's see. Um, I'm just trying to think of, uh, of of which one would be best uh, represented. Black is the color of my true love's hair. His lips are like some roses fair. He's the sweetest smile and the gentlest hands. I love the ground whereon he stands. That's just like a little snippet there. Right, that's nice. Okay. So uh, this thing's got four strings. Well, four double strings. Hmm. Yeah, it's got eight strings. So how is it tuned? Like a guitar or like a like, ukulele? Or? Almost like um, like an octave mandolin. If you took uh, mandolin, is tuned in straight fifths. Uh, you know, like a fiddle or, or a fiddle or a tenor banjo or, or things like that. But then um, there's no standard way to tune this thing, but... Uh, well, that's the that's kind of instrument to learn, right? Mm. Right. There's no standard there way to play no it, so you can't way. be wrong. You cannot be wrong, you know, well, or, you're, or you'll always be wrong, depending on how <laughs> right. you look at it. Right. But um, when I got, when I lived in Ireland for a while, I uh, went to school there at University College Cork, and a lot of my peers were using this tuning, taking what would be the high E and dropping it down to a D, so all of a sudden you've got two open uh, strings that are an octave apart so you can get this kind of drone sound mm-hmm. um, and that's also what the ballad boomers were sort of trying to simulate um, when they were experimenting with things like like Appalachian music that so you can get a nice drone in two very open keys A lot of that sort of droning, right. droning going on. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. What do you but think, Becky? 
Impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I wish I had musical talent. I was just going to say, do you I play don't. anything? That's okay. No. I wish I had your figure. <laughs> 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 I did work in music before City Surf. I did um, like festival production and kind of the back end of events. So I appreciate it and I understand that whole world, but What do you mean no the talent. back end of events? I worked, um, I did some large scale events and then I did... Um, Stuff with like Wednesdays at the Square and Voodoo and you were in production those. for those things. Mm-hmm. More like marketing side. There's so. a big difference between Wednesdays at the Square and Voodoo. You yeah. worked on you worked on both spectrum. of those gigs. Mm-hmm. I did an artist wow. transpo for Voodoo and then um, more like sponsorship production kind of artist relations for Wednesdays. And that was a proper wo- jobs. I mean, it wasn't just volunteer yeah. stuff. There's actual a job. Mm-hmm. Wow. They'll pay you for that shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They do pay for that. <laughs> I don't know. So, how did you get so what? So what you do now is you own this business on Magazine Street. Yeah, I mean, I took a hard surf. left when yeah. I did City Surf. City Surf, um, so, so you're a trainer, you're a workout trainer. Yeah, and I That's own it. That's why she looks so awesome. <laughs> I know. How, it's every day, you're working out all day, right? Yeah, a buddy of ours started the concept in Dallas. Um, the boards were on Shark Tank. That's where everybody kind of recognizes oh, yeah. them oh, from. Wow. I did see that. Yeah. Do you know what it is? So describe, yeah, it's like so surfing. Yeah, so we're group fitness, and we do everything on a stability surfboard. So there's three balance balls, and then a surfboard over it. So wow. you're trying to balance on it, and then doing a workout class. So... We have yoga, bar, boot camp, circuits, so a little bit of I, everything. Hmm. When I go back to Australia, I'll have some yeah. idea of I'll have some idea of what to what to do if somebody throws a surfboard at me. Definitely, it helps back. for sure. I yeah. mean, it's not like exactly the same, but it definitely you develop those muscles that you can only really get when you're surfing. Yeah. How, how often but. is the first timer going to fall off their board in the class? <laughs> um, probably about four to five times. Okay, no. and that well, you no, know. you That's you know bad. your body if. If you're going to fall off, you usually step off. You're a foot off the ground. So okay. I, it's 50% mental. Mm-hmm. And most people kind of work themselves up. And the things that you think are going to be really challenging end up being pretty easy. Okay. The stuff that's hard is like doing crunches on it. Things mm-hmm. on your back, Ooh. you know, people will roll off at that point. But yeah. I've only had a couple people really like eat shit. And it's not that bad. <laughs> it's a padded floor. You can handle it. But Are there snickers from the other classmates when people eat shit? Not really, because I think everybody's <laughs> been in that position. Because yeah. everybody was a first-timer right. at some point. Yeah. So we have an awesome group of, like, regulars and members. And it's cool to see everybody kind of like, oh, it's your first class. Like, you're going to be okay. It gets easier. Nice, yeah. So, yeah. And does it work out muscles the same as actual surfing? It does. I mean, you don't have the momentum of surfing. So paddling out when you actually surf is probably the hardest part. But you train those ab muscles when you're stand going from, like, on your stomach to standing and just that core when you're balancing mm. but Fantastic. it's super fun so and how's it going are people showing up and doing it yeah we're full we're busy so wow. we're, i'm ready for a two lane to come back we have a big college crowd oh, so yeah. Yeah. they've kind of fill in the gaps for those weird you know 8 30 a.m's or noon classes mm. i thought the best thing about it is it's right next to takaria on magazine street there which is oh my gosh you can get people the margarita like, and go ooh. straight yeah. Where is this? It's on Magazine Street, right near well, Taqueria Corona. Right next Corona. to Taqueria Corona. Oh, right. Okay. Staten, Illinois. Yeah. Right next to it, in fact. Uh, it's a next mm-hmm. to a building. Is there a long-time plan that you uh, that you sign up for, or can people just come in for a once-off? Both. So we do um, single classes. You can do packages. We have memberships. We do six and 12-month, and we, we do like a semester-long student membership. So we kind of have the whole range, and we have guys that do it, too. It's not just chicks. So it's super fun. It's challenging, but you... It, it's always hard. It's always changing. So you really never get the same thing twice. Nice. Yeah, and we have uh, a big backyard, I, so we do yeah, happy hours. Yeah, we do have a big backyard. Oh, cool. That's yeah. a great spot We did some there. crawfish boils, so hmm. obviously, like, boozing after class, so you're not, okay. you know, falling on the board. Right. Yeah. 
That's cool. So how did you get the idea? Someone, a friend of yours started it. Yeah, Buddy Bar so started like it in a, Dallas. It's like a chain across the country? We're not or? a chain yet. We're um, still small startups. We're each independently owned. So we operate how we want. We have similar training, similar marketing. We share like a graphic artist, so she does all the same stuff for us. But, you know, every studio has its own vibe and right. we're locally owned. So it's just myself and business partner. We're still kind of like a small little baby company. Well, what made you want to do that instead of staying in music production, which would seem like a lot less stress and I love, physical work? I love the music production side of things and my hours were just crazy. I was working all the time and you all know, yeah. crazy nights, super nuts traveling all the time and I think I was just getting burned out and then I'd taken a class in Dallas we'd visited some friends and I was like man this is awesome like this would kick ass in New Orleans let's do it so we raised a little money and we're like alright found this great spot which was the hardest part and opened in November so we haven't even been there a year yet hmm. but it's been great and it's it's cool I, I grew up around surfing I grew up in South Florida so the whole surf culture has always been like near and dear to my heart so it's kind of a cool way to bring it here did you grow up surfing? I surfed in college. I went to college in Jacksonville Beach. I mean, I wasn't any good. How tried cool to surf, is that, though? Yeah, yeah, that's... Where did you grow up, Beth? Where are you from? I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. From Lafayette? Not much I'm surfing in Lafayette. Not Allison, much... Our photographer's from yeah. Lafayette, too. You know what I was going to say, because you sounded a little bit familiar. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, she's got oh, a yeah, yeah. She, She's one of us, Sean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. tell just by looking at her? Uh, well, you know, as soon as she, we start talking about your mama and your papa... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, where that's where I'm Well, my dad grew up in Erath. Uh, Erath. Born in Kaplan, yeah. What is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not far from Lafayette, so Cajun country for sure. It's Duyon, not Duhon, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. As, and the thing is, is that there's certain things that only only people uh, from our, our vicinity are going to understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, playing last night, sitting in with uh, the Big Easy Playboys, and mm -hmm. the drummer and I actually went to high school together. Nice. Uh, and uh, so all of a sudden, there are things that are twice as funny because... They're these, you know, they just it gets it gets that little funny center in your brain. Yeah, I, I just about died. I was last week. I was in Lafayette, and I was at the gym with my mom, and somebody said something about you know going through a yoga stretch. Said it's like you're trying to put out a Melvin, uh, which is is the local uh, term for a wedgie. <laughs> and I just about died. I was like, I have not heard that in 20 years. There's nice. a special Lafayette term for wedgie? Yeah. Special. Well, Gainesville, Florida, they call it a tweet. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. Gainesville, Florida, they call wedgies tweets, which what? makes me wonder what happens when they get on Twitter. What, <laughs> what part of Florida is that? Gainesville. Gainesville, you said. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why people have different cultural words for wedgie. Is that not sort of a... I feel like it's I not a know. common term people are using all the time. I don't know. Is there exactly. some... Exactly. When's the last time you even said that? I mean, High school, maybe? You, you only want the locals to know what you're talking Melvin. about when you're talking right. Reggie, you know? <laughs> you don't want yeah. the visitors to know what's going down, you know? Melvin, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah, I know. So what does your mom do up there? Well, she's retired. She uh, She's a French professor. She was a... My parents are both retired. My father taught math. My mother taught French. At UL? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you've really gone off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, in, in more ways than one. Yeah. I lived in Ireland for a while, you know, and then I spent a good bit of time in Australia and New Zealand. And well, you made a lot of mistakes, and now you're the only one of how many bazooki players in New Orleans. That's something. At least. Well, we have, you know, bazooki players come and go. You know, we have, like, one of my students is out in Kenner somewhere. I haven't seen him in a while, and another friend of mine who dives in and out of town, and she'll be, you know, she's, she's going to be getting back in the bazooki again. So what was the band you played with last night? 
I was sitting in with the Big Easy Playboys. And what sort of music is that? It's Cajun Zydeco, but with this sort of uh, this sort of indiscernible twist that you can't find out where one ends and the other begins, which is a lot of fun. Keeps people guessing. And they call you and they want you to come play bazooki on that. Yeah. Or so you can play any kind of music on this thing. Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm in the process of recording a heavy metal single. Um, I've played. Okay. Yeah, I've played blues. Um, I've played country on it. I, I've played classical. Are you like a sort of musical genius or something? No. Can anyone play? I mean, I can't imagine that. I, I wouldn't. It's 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 just that only by default, you know. Like like uh, if you it, you can be the best at anything as long as you pick something that's obscure enough. Right. <laughs> right. Why why didn't you pick the guitar? You're just attracted to this. Guitar. I'm guitarded. Everybody plays a guitar, Graham. Yeah, I know. Nobody's playing the bazooki. So yeah. it says how, so, so anyway, Graham gives me this bio about you. Well, Christian actually, I suppose. It says here that um, that you've released seven solo CDs. Yeah. And that you've. You've been played on the radio in every continent, Antarctica notwithstanding. Right. Well, it's notwithstanding me. Mean, with, with the exception of... Now, Antarctica. Now, I don't know. There's, there's a festival there that's part of the, uh, part of the, the section of, of Antarctica that Australia technically owns. And there's this huge festival that takes place every year. And I really, 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 really want to play... They have a music festival in Antarctica. Yes. That'd be a good one in the Australian work on, part Becky. of Antarctica. I don't know. It wouldn't yes. matter if you worked all night there because it's night all the time or day. I if all a Florida girl could handle Antarctica. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I I lose it when it's winter here. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, it's I would... minus something all the time, I suppose. How yeah. can they have a music festival? I guess they have buildings. It's not yeah, an outdoor festival. I don't know, but I'm. I'm I don't know. I don't think it's going to be an outdoor it's, festival. There, there is actually. I've seen some pictures. Um, there is some sort of pavilion, and people are, are bundled up outside. Like there's some sort of, you know. How could you even touch a guitar string? Outside I don't know, but I'm going to give it a shot. That's where you tune it. You tune it so that <laughs> you can play one four. You can All you can right, play yeah. one finger chords. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. That's do incredible. You can play. Can you tune it so that any of us could play that? You, I could. I could tune can it you to tune a straight it? open chord. Yeah, just like tune it to Stairway to Heaven. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just. Uh, yeah. I have a question though. So you've got the double strings, kind of like a mandolin or a twelve-string guitar. And I, like you know, when I picked up the guitar and people talked about a twelve-string guitar, I didn't realize that for a long time. I didn't realize that the strings are doubled, so it's yeah. not much different from a six-string guitar because the the two strings are are. They're tuned in pairs, so you've got yes. two E's and two A's and two D's. Uh, yeah. But uh, do you ever, for the doubled strings, do you ever tune them differently, the two doubled strings? Yes, but not on purpose. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are there are some makers that make the lower two octaves like a 12-string guitar. Uh-huh. But uh, this, I figured with eight strings, because this thing is so hard to keep in tune, I figured yeah. with eight strings, at least one of them is bound to be in tune at any given yeah. point in time. But there's never, there's never a time where someone would take the first two strings that are paired and tune them differently? You, you could. Um, it starts to put a little bit of pressure if you tune it a little bit higher, yeah. or if you tune it a little bit lower, it starts to sound a little, you know, uh-huh. You know, funny, flatulent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's um, you know, and, and um, I, I've messed around with it some, but it starts to, to mm-hmm. mess with my head, and, and the fewer things that mess with my head, the uh, the better. Truth. Yeah. yeah. So nice. why, 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 why don't we make you play a song? Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. Whole song right through. Was, so what sort of stuff do you normally play? So oh, oh me can, play a song. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can play anything. So what do you what are you naturally attracted to? What's your favorite? What's your typical? Well. On, on a lot of my gigs, uh, I play a lot of Rush songs because Rush are my favorite band. Um, I do a blend I of original stuff. That. Yeah, I do a lot of original stuff. Um, I've got some stuff recording that's coming out. Um, 
I like to keep people play, guessing. I do a lot of dirty songs for the late night shows. Um, I, you know, you write dirty songs. I do. Or I've got. Well, there's this person who looks just like me. She keeps. She and I are never in the in the same building at the same time. But you mm-hmm. know, she she claims that she's my alter ego. Her name is Bad Beth and Beyond. You know, like I write some dirty songs. Like there's one called Sh- a love song called "Show Me on the Doll." Um, on the doll. Show me on the doll. Oh, it's a love song. Right. Wow. Uh, show me on the D O L L. Yes. Show wow. me on the doll. Yeah. Excellent. That's heavy. Or you know, I'm I'm like working like every now and again That's somebody great. will say, "Hey, do you play any Megadeth?" And then they'll look surprised when I actually do play a Megadeth song. Sweet. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna play? I don't know. Do you want? Let's see. Do you want something joyful? Do you want something insane? Um, do you want? Well, we've got time for like two. Insane. It. You want insane? Insane, Becky. Becky, you want insane? Okay. Insane. Okay. Uh, one out of that is nothing but pure, unadulterated insanity. It may not sound like it at first, but okay. anything right. that involves setting things on fire has a little bit of uh, insanity to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was insane, but all right. Well, good, it could be. Good to know. know that. Oh my God! I can't believe I'm singing this one. <laughs> Strike of the lightning, strike of a car Strikes me so funny when caution's ignored Strike a heart, some fists in the head makes a spark Rapid combustion that drives back the dark Plastic tell no one, I am undone Good job. Thank what, you, Oz. What are you? Sorry about the headphones falling I off there. I got in the middle so of the into song. it that my headphones yeah, fell off. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. What do you call that? 
Matchstick. Matchstick. All hmm. right. So was that insane enough for you, Becky? It was good. It, it was wasn't crazy insane, though. But it was it great. Was, there was a lot of insanity that actually caused it to... Uh, caused it, its creation. The backstory mm-hmm. is yeah. insane. Yeah. Is I'd it? tell what you happened? more, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could kill Becky. No, I'm not, not going to kill all of us, right? No, no. <laughs> I don't just have to Becky, you've lived a long and fruitful life already. You've I mean, started your own business. You worked on voodoo. Everything's been voodoo. Things have been nice. great. Yes. So, you know, you have to sacrifice yourself <laughs> so we can hear the story. Yeah. No, no, no. Thanks, no. Becky. I'm going to let... No problem. This will Anytime, be, y'all. This will be open to interpretation because a lot of my songs, once they're released... All further questions are answered with, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, really? You have to just cl- have like yeah. a legal disclaimer for most of your songs? Absolutely. So you've had music played in all over the world, basically. So how do you get it out there? How are people just finding you? be absolutely insufferable. Um, knock on doors, you know, send out CDs the old-fashioned way. So you do it all yourself? You're a I do it all, yeah. Promoter. And this is, I started, you know, a lot of the airplay stuff was when I had a lot of energy before I got so disgruntled and old and cranky, you know. And, you don't and seem old, cranky, or disgruntled, are you? Uh, I'm, I'm very. I'm, I'm, are you angry I'm, now? Um, no, actually, I feel a lot better after uh, singing that song. There oh, really? you go. But it, in general, I mean, do you just, you're, you're angry about. No, stuff? no, I'm, I'm just disgruntled. I didn't say I was angry. I said I was disgruntled. What's the difference? The difference between disgruntled and angry? There is. Well, disgruntled has has more letters in it. Hmm. Well, it sounds better, and it doesn't sound as sort of. Uh, Negative as angry. Disgruntled yeah. sounds like you might be able yeah. to get over Some, it someone, with yeah. a cup of coffee. Someone who's disgruntled knows how to keep it deep, deep, deep down within inside. You know, just keep it down inside there for the right day when Rats it can come out and, you and know, destroy angry. something. See, yeah. that's, that's my problem. If I were an angry songwriter, I'd be making a lot more money because that's where all the money is, is in angry songs. Yeah, sad you know, songs, angry the, the, songs. Why can't you just, get there? Why do because you Because all my songs are just merely disgruntled. Mm, so you know? Right, yeah. You really got to... So you're not angry at all. You're not angry about anything well, so disgruntled not right is, now so disgruntled is not going to lead to angry not well not it's right just now just stay disgruntled because once you once you write a song about setting things on fire all of a sudden you, f- you feel a lot better and mm-hmm. you know oh, so does writing give you some sort of uh, relief it does it's otherwise more like you'd have to set shit on fire for unless it. I have to set shit on fire then you know that gets mm. kind of complicated mm. Well, you know. that's, you're breaking the law at that point, probably. Breaking the law. Unless you <laughs> set your own stuff on fire, which is not yeah. illegal, is it? No, yeah. can't be. No, no. I don't think so. It's, it's better to write a song about setting shit on fire than actually set shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Is it, though? Yes. Because you, I don't know, I guess it is. It is. If it has the same effect. Yeah. If you're no longer disgruntled at the end of it. No, it's, it's like. Do you have to it, sing it or can you just write it? It depends. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I've written that. Will never ever been be here heard. Oh my heard. God! Okay, it's some. It's time for somebody else to take the microphone because I'm, <laughs> I'm using words like heard and feared. You write stuff that you don't want anyone to hear because it's so revealing. Well, or or um, stories that well, like anything, or or just because it sucks. You oh, know. Well, that's different. Yeah, well, we've all done that. But I think you you have to push the pen to to you know just for for different reasons other than to just write songs. I think. Yeah. You have, um, can't remember the poet talking about it on the radio, but I uh, I thought it was. Pretty, um, pretty useful. The idea that sometimes you're writing and, and writing specifically not to write a poem. You know, right. this poet talking about that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, you know, I I don't know if I journal or something, but I definitely I sit down to write just as an act of getting something that feels pent up out. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I have to say. I don't yeah. have an idea. Do you have one, one to, such song that you can that you can show us? Uh, well, oh, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, 
Maybe something... Hmm. Actually, I was thinking I was going to play you an English song after you got me thinking about the other side of the pond and those old folk songs. But wait, I can, I can do better. Um, well, we have time for an English song as well. No, no, come on. All right. Uh... By the way, what's going on with the flood outside? Can you guys see out the window? The flood? Did you it's say? not raining it's not, at all. It's not, not raining. raining at all. No, it's just, yeah. okay. just dreary. Disgruntled. It's just disgruntled. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. disgruntled oh, yeah, outside. Okay. Disgruntled <laughs> is a great word. <laughs> okay, is, so. Really okay, is. what is it? <laughs> Here's a new song. This is, uh, this is about creativity. And um, partly inspired by the Tate Modern in London, which is uh, a modern art museum that blows my mind every time. Just people making strange shit just going for something you know but really seeing it through and amaze and these results that you see just you know encourage you that the human condition your own voice has a lot to say if you let it speak and don't be brave enough to just go for it so that's what this is about Brother, your voice cuts right through the echo. Go stake your claim in the silence. You recite every phrase of the wise words of other men, only to leave your own stories untold. Let all the rest. Return to the fold, go it alone It may not help you to sleep But there lies the gold Whatever you find yours to keep So go it alone Deep down inside you A story untold Tell us how it goes Go it alone Sister, your visions cut right through the night By only the glow of your work life Still your sketches lie hidden In a closet upstairs While you seek permission But only you and you alone can take us there Whatever it is do not be scared to go it alone It may not help you to sleep But there lies the gold And all that you find yours to keep Go it alone Deep down inside you A story untold Tell us how it goes Go it alone Go it alone, no one to guide you. Go it alone. 
Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Thanks, y'all. That was beautiful, wasn't it? Don't put that guitar down, though. Yeah. All right. I've got another job. I have a question for y'all. You said you were, when you write, you just kind of write whatever comes to your mind. Do either of you, I mean, sit down. Do you pull from that to write songs, or do you specifically write from start to finish? How does that process work for you? For me, that start to finish very, very seldom happens. Um, The one matchstick almost kind of barfed that out. (laughs) I was not doing too well (laughs) when I wrote that one. But a lot of times things just come to me and I write down snippets of of lyrics or or music. Sometimes the music comes first, sometimes the uh, lyrics come first, and I fit it all together like a puzzle. Um, And I've taken to writing down stuff in the middle of the night because I've been sleeping very poorly lately, and so I just, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I just write down whatever comes to mind. I can't see anything, so Mm. sometimes then I have to decipher my own writing in the morning, and it's just weird sometimes what my subconscious says. Um, What sort of things are you thinking? It's fascinating, though. Yeah, what are you you thinking in the middle of the night? Um, Usually I have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're writing down? Uh, Sometimes. I have to pee. (laughs) Oh, so bad that I can hardly see. What sort of things? (laughs) I can feel it welling up in me. Have you ever ever written down anything really great that you've woken up and gone, oh my God, what a great thought? I have. And then, but it's funny how my perspective, at least that's what I've thought in the morning. And then sometimes my perspective changes and I'm just like, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with me? Um, Why do you think you're not sleeping well? That's more worrying. Uh... Various various things. Uh, just having, I think part of it is just having to be on the go all the time. Uh, at this point in my life, I am on the road more often than I'm actually home. Um, Do you have a family or anything? You... Uh, I mean, I have. I don't have any children. At least, you know, none that I'm aware of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, boyfriend, husband, what, anything like that? No. It's just you by yourself. It's just me by myself. Any pets? No. So you've got no one to leave behind. That's great. So you can just take off whenever you want. I can, I, indeed. Well, that's good. Isn't I mean, it? I would, I would secretly love uh, a little bit of uh, stability, but uh, until then, I get to wander around looking for cool things to do, and then maybe, maybe one day I'll get it right. What do you mean, get it right? It sounds like you got it pretty right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not happy? You're more disgruntled than you are happy? Oh, no. I'm, I'm very, very gruntled, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, you sound... I'm not disgruntled you at all. I'm quite, I am quite gruntled at this point in time. What's not to be gruntled about? I'm sitting around with... I'm surrounded by awesome people, and... Uh, you're making a loving playing music? I'm making a loving... A loving... Making yes. a loving playing music? A loving, a loving like a, in New Zealand. So you don't have to have a day job. You can make a living playing the bazooka I can in make, New Orleans. Yes, yes. I think I'm, there's, there's a lot to be uh, happy about. There's, I'm quite gruntled. I'm very gruntled so. about that. Who would you like to meet if you were going to meet someone to leave behind? Who would I like to meet? Yeah, what kind of person? Um, besides uh, Getty Lee, the lead singer of Rush. <laughs> that would be the, that's ideal number one. Yeah. Getty Lee, the lead singer of Rush. And what's his situation currently? Well, he's he married. Single? He's married. Who's he so married to? Yeah. He's, Who uh, too? His, he's got to be tired of her by now. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> you know. Well, he's on the road all the time. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still playing a lot, Rush. Are they? No, they they just finished touring. This was their their last tour, their 40th anniversary tour. It was their very last one. Mm. 40 years. 40 years playing together. And what are some big Rush songs that we all ought to know? You know, oh gosh, you know, you know. Monday war your mean mean stride today's time saw your mean read that's not the right yeah that's not the right key but you, you get the okay. idea no not really 
Do you know any Rush songs, <laughs> Becky? Off I don't. Me I mean, neither. I know, I wouldn't of know Rush, one. but I can't I know name any songs offhand. It's hand. a band with a like, double drum kit or something. Is that yeah, that it's, guy? Well, he's, he used guy's got to, all these cymbals around He's him. completely surrounded. Yes, I'm a geek. That's, it. That's the only thing I know about Rush. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a complete geek. I could go on forever and ever, and I would drive all of you crazy, mm. and you would, you would be chasing me out with pitchforks by the time well, I... You're I, a musician. Yeah. So it's not like some, you know, person, some idiot sitting in their bedroom or their basement like, smoking weed and crazy guy, about Rush. Like, the guitar player is like really, really cute. And, yeah, um, like you really, you must be something about like, the music then. That's oh my great. God, he played this thing in 1716. It was like totally hot. <laughs> so what is there about the music that's so great about Rush? The lyrics, I think it, it attracts a lot of us misfits, a lot of insomniacs who think too much, a lot of us who just hmm. cannot cannot conform to the norm the ones where be cool or be cast out and for those of us who were cast out we're like yeah we can adhere to this who, who cast you out uh, the status well, quo bro the status quo yeah status quo the man the mm. man really yeah. so you feel like you're a misfit you're outside of society that you don't fit in well i've never ever felt there's no i've never lived anywhere where i felt that i've completely fit in but i'm okay you know well, join the club m most people feel like that i know but i was raised don't by I was raised by feral dachshunds, <laughs> and I got kicked out of the pack. Damn. I, know, I couldn't catch enough badgers. Do you really feel like you're a misfit that bad that you don't fit in? Because I think pretty much everybody thinks that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Everyone thinks they're special, first I'm of all, and that they're you know, different from everybody else. No, I, yeah, just Like, Becky, you think that, right? So special. See? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a special. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everyone thinks that, right, Andrew? Is it just me? <laughs> that, that they're special or that they're weird? Which one? So, well, not that they're weird, but you think that you're weird if you really take it to the nth degree. Uh -huh. But most yeah. people feel that they're individual and that they're, you know, that they're not like everybody else, but they uh -huh. just make an effort to fit in uh -huh. because that's what you have to do. Right. But really, you know, you don't really want to be working well, at I mean, fill in the blank. What I you really want to do is direct movies or be a rock star. Oh, or, I see. You know, or own your own city surf yeah. business or something I think something uh, adventurous which most of us well, don't that's do. what my song was about Grant it's about going yeah. alone buddy go out alone <laughs> that's yeah, where the goal is I think that's that is the difficulty in my experience of trying to be creative you know um, and it's it's that thing you, no matter what you're doing if it's a business sense then you might have an inclination to do it a certain way but what makes you think that your way hasn't been tried and failed so why would you do that you would just go by the template right you know you're trying to be successful so well, that's, that's that pressure do, yeah. yeah that pressure exists everywhere and uh yeah it would take it would take bravery and sometimes stupidity to to figure out and a lot of failure probably to find your own Absolutely. way good good point but having yeah. that moxie to do it is the first i think step mm -hmm. i mean so many people don't have the balls to go out and just do it and do it and try what mm -hmm. gave you the balls to start a business when you didn't really have to you could have just, I mean, you yeah, could do I mean, anything. You have I a business like to, degree, right? You have a degree in... I have a master's in arts administration. So I actually have a fine arts background. Always was in painting and um, I did a lot of photography. And then when I moved out here, I was working in music and got my master's in arts admin and kind of went the music route. And then I just wanted to try something different. And why not, you know, be my own boss? So I've always kind of liked throwing myself in a weird situation. Like when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. Why not just go somewhere different? The worst that happens is you fail, and then you pick yourself back up. But did so. you feel like a misfit is what pro is what propelled you to do that? I guess not necessarily a misfit, but just that I didn't want to sit at a desk all day, or you know, I wanted to, as cheesy as it sounds, like choose my destiny and you know but do something for myself. I don't think that is cheesy. I think that's what I was saying to you, Beth. Is it's what everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody wants to do what you're doing. 
Yeah. What, they want to play the bazooki? <laughs> I think so. I think there's a lot of people out there desperate to play the bazooki who have never had the courage to pick one up or even heard of it. Well, I, anybody who is bazooki curious can find me on, on my website. We've got which a lot is of Beth Patterson. BethPattersonMusic.com. Okay, Beth Patterson If you're bazooki curious, we're all, we're, it's okay. This is a but safe if you place. Feel, what I'm trying to say is that if you feel out of place in the world because you're different, other than playing the bazooki, which is your own choice, of course. <laughs> I don't think... It doesn't really bother me. Right. I, I feel out of place, but, but it doesn't disgruntle me. <laughs> what does it make you feel? Superior? Gruntled. No. Oh, God, no. So what it does just, it make It you just feel? sort of is what it is. I try not to think about it because uh, a lot of times I, I think I can speak for a lot of people and say we don't go around thinking, oh, my God, I'm so different. I'm, I mean, yeah, there, there are times that I'm like, I'm a freak. Nobody loves me, blah, blah, blah. But most of the time... I'm a freak. Not, nobody loves me. That's two very different but, things. But I, what I'm saying is... It, the, the point I'm getting is that we don't really think about it one way or the other. We're just trying to get by day to day, doing our own thing, mm. uh, hopefully trying to harm none and, and let anybody else harm us. Uh, a few uh, practical jokes notwithstanding. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think any of us really goes around thinking about it too terribly much. We're just trying to trying to get, get by in this crazy old world. Right, but somehow Rush have captured how you feel. Yes. Uh, I, and, mean, and I mean, there, there are a lot of. of I mean, there there are a lot of other bands that I listen to, but that's that's my my one little weakness. What's the song that you go back to? That's you, the the anthem, the Rush anthem. There is a there is a Rush song called Anthem. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the one. Is that yeah. the one? Uh, no, that wouldn't be the one. But there What's is. What's the one you go there, back to? There's one. The the one that I think uh, has captured the the hearts of a lot of their listeners is a song called Subdivisions that uh, talks about what it is, especially. Uh, the cruelest time in our lives when we're young, um, junior high, high school, um, they talk about well, growing up, it all seems so one-sided, opinions all provided, the future predecided, cast out, subdivided in a mass production zone, uh, sorry, detached and subdivided in a mass production zone, nowhere is the dreamer or the misfit so alone. Nowhere is the dream or the misfit so alone. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I I'm, I'm, hmm. can't believe I stuffed up a Rush lyric on air, but there's a lot of frabajabba behind me, so. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to put you off. Here. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Uh, Are they British or American Rush? They're Canadian. Canadian, hey. somewhere oh. in between. Hey, you holzer. Okay. <laughs> okay, and how old are these guys now? Like 60? Oh, they're in their 60s, yeah. So they, and they've quit. Um, so Getty Lee, anyway, what does he look like? Because obviously he's not available. So who's the second best after Getty Lee? Who's we the, could, well, as, as far we as... snag for you. As far as, uh, as an ideal partner? Yeah. It'd be nice to find somebody who doesn't use me, discard me, or try to kill me. Uh, that'd be nice. Is that what, has that, that all happened? It's, it'd be nice to find somebody who doesn't... Who but has doesn't someone do done all that to you? Or different uh, people not on done? the same day. No, but you've, no. Someone, tried, someone used you, discarded you, and tried to kill you. Well, not all, not all not at the, the same, same time. Person, not the same person. Not the same person. You know, Who, just I, I mean, think my, my standards are kind of low by now. Well, that's even easier then to hook you up with somebody. I know. So being discarded and used is pretty common, but not being killed. Who tried to kill you? Well, I, I you know, probably doesn't bear worth repeating on the podcast. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. <laughs> is it tra- the traditional? Did someone try to kill it. you by the traditional method yeah, or yeah, some other way? Well, you know. Not um, really. Look at that nice shiny subject changer over there. <laughs> wow, that is so, oh my God, that is so awesome. Look how shiny who, it is. Who tried to kill you? Was it a guy, a boyfriend type person? Look how or shiny <laughs> that subject changer is. It's, it's it like someone in the music shiny. business. It's you so can't sparkly. say someone tried to kill me and then think no one's going to ask you a question about is that. It, sure. Well, most people don't. They just kind of shuffle their feet and go, so how about them saints? Do they? Huh. It was yeah. me. It <laughs> was. We, we've, we've I'd love since. to know who tried. Wouldn't you like, I mean, you used you and discarded you. That's. 
pretty calm. What's going uh, on? Yeah, yeah. You know, raining. that's So just how did someone try to kill you, really? Did you have to call the cops? I did have to call the cops, yeah. And did they come, actually? Because it was no, New Orleans. No, they faked it. It was New Orleans. Oh, right. Oh, did they come? <laughs> they yeah, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> did uh, the cops show up? Uh, oh, did they show? Yes, they did. So um, it must have been something pretty serious if the cops actually showed well, up. Well, yeah. You know, but... Uh, and did you get wounded or hurt or anything? Um, I got it, well... Uh, all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, you really don't want to talk about that, I can see. But, it's, uh, well, it's my own fault. I, I started joking about my low standards and, you know... I, as, as somebody who has a certain something, um, a certain je ne sais Do you think quoi. you attract uh, crazy people? Or? Well, I'm sitting with you guys, aren't I? Well, other than that, well, there's, there's your evidence. No Truth. further questions. Truth. Okay, yeah. listen, Andrew, we've got to get through these. I'm sorry to stop this conversation. That's Beth, quite all I, right. I know you want to keep talking about this, but <laughs> I have to tell you something about Uber, first of all. Yeah. Okay, so listen, if you find yourself a few drinks in and you need a ride home, then Uber is the smartphone app that connects you with a ride at the tap of a button. It's safe, it's easy, it's reliable. You can request a ride at any time and a car comes directly to you like magic. Your driver knows exactly where to go and payment is completely cashless wherever you're headed. You can count on Uber for a ride. And if you're one of the few people in the world listening to this and you don't have the Uber app already on your phone, this is what you do. You download it. In fact, you could actually just delete the one you've got and start over. And when you download it, you might have to do it with a different email address. You can, I don't, I'm just making this bit up. I don't know whether that's legal or anything. But you can enter the word Happy Hour Nola in the promotion section of the app and you'll get a free ride up to 20 bucks value, courtesy of Happy Hour and Uber. That's Happy Hour Nola. Thank you, too, to Basic Swim and Gym just down the street from City Surf. It is City Surf, right? Not Surf City. No, City Surf. City Surf. I, city I don't surf. know why I always think it's Surf City. People call it that a lot. They do? But it's not. Do you own surfcity.com as well? No. That just would be a good surf idea. Thing. Okay, anyway, it's called <laughs> City Surf. Just down the road from City Surf on the downtown side, on the same side of Magazine Street, is a store called Basic Swim and Gym where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. You can also wear these clothes to City Surf, right? Definitely. You can get a bikini, you can get a one-piece or a cover-up. In fact, everything you need for the beach and the pool is at Basic Swim and Gym. It's right across from the lingerie store, Basics underneath on Magazine Street, which is near Jefferson Avenue and a little bit further down Jefferson Avenue. I mean, down Magazine Street, actually, on the other side of Jefferson. You can find a store called May's Guitar and Sisters in Christ Record Store. Have you been in there? No, yet? but I've, Beth? I've heard of it. I mean, uh, Becky. Becky and Beth are very similar. Beth, have you been into the <laughs> store? I have not. This is a guitar store. This is a place for you. I don't know if they have any bazookies or not. I couldn't be sure, but they do have thousands of records and books and a huge range of vintage guitars, vacuum tube amplifiers. It could be good for people like you with your rush Ooh. mania. And effects pedals from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Nice. Do you use ex- <laughs> do you use effects pedals with the electric bazooki? I do. Hey, check them out then. Bonzo. With- <laughs> Whether you've never picked up a guitar or a bazooki in your life, or you've been playing forever, you'll find a gem at May's Guitar on Magazine Street, three blocks on the downtown side of Jefferson Avenue. On the river side of the street, go check it out. Thank you, too, to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product, medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. And write Happy Hour in the coupon code and get 30% off of your order of Hangover Destroyer, courtesy of us here at Happy Hour. And you too can seize the dawn. And allegedly that actually works. When's the last time you had a hangover? Becky? This past weekend. They've oh gotten dear. bad the past year. Good job, years. Andrew. Thank, Thank you. Nice. Andrew Duhon yeah. on guitar playing nondescript. What would you call that? 
background music. Commercial music. Commercial That's music. Great. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, is that somebody's autograph on your guitar? Yeah. Um, this fella, Bob Tobin, who's a songwriter in North Carolina, is at a little songwriter festival down south. And uh, let's see how that went. So I wasn't planning on using this guitar very much after that festival. And I thought, maybe I'll get this guitar signed by people who aren't famous, but I really admire or something. And I nice. heard this guy... We passed a guitar around this kitchen table at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was just a bunch of old-timers. And this guy played a song, and I thought it was beautiful. And I thought, you know, if I see that guy tomorrow, I'm going to get him to sign my guitar. Nice. So the next day I had a little gig, and then I'm, as I'm getting off stage, he sees me before I see him, and he says, hey, man, I really liked your set. Would you sign my guitar? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Bob, I want you to sign my guitar. So we were both the first people to sign each other's guitar. It was really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, so... I haven't actually had anybody else sign it just yet, but I think I think I will. Even I think that's awesome to have people who aren't famous but that you really admire. Yeah. I think that's actually a much more personable approach yeah. because yeah. you know it's it's more yeah. of a personal thumbprint as to what yeah. makes you tick and yeah, where you've been. It's not about an autograph. Yeah, that's very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like us to sign your bazooki? Because <laughs> we can all do it. I've got a pen right here. We oh, wouldn't that be weird if you wanted like two out of the three to sign it, like the real heroes, but then you despise yeah. one other person and they were all kind of there? Yeah. You got to figure out how to navigate that. Do we have to sign our own names, or could I put Getty Lee or something like that? On? So I'm losing you a bit because I think somebody knocked my headphones loose. Oh, really? Which one are you on? I have no idea. There we go. This something. One. There we go. Oh, it's Wiggly. Oh. It's Wiggly. Yeah, Is that maybe. better? Oh, it's always better when it's Wiggly. Okay. Hey, uh, listen, Andrew, you want to? Well, I was going to say, what are we? What are we doing next? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. What should we do? Make. I think we should make Beth play another song. I think probably. we should. Oh God, I, I, feel I like agree. I've been ho- I feel like I've been hogging the. the no way. I, no, I, I'm here every week, so you go. Yeah, ahead and play Becky, do you want to? Is there anything you want to say? I, mean, I don't. I can't play any songs. So. Are you sure? <laughs> I will say really? something. Yeah, play another song. These two. These two <laughs> guests probably got the most captivating eyes of anybody we've had on the show. Look at oh, them. nice. Yeah. Look at their eyes. The two oh. of them on you. Yeah. What is the deal with that? Is it the light in here now, or? Yes, sir. And is it now? It really is raining outside, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it is raining now. You've got very dark eyes, both of you. You have yeah. very dark eyes. I do. Beth, you don't. Thank and you. Beth, you do too, right? I do. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. What's the cause of that? Genes? My Spanish what's, ancestry. What's your ancestry? Spanish, and you, what are your parents? My lack. Uh, it's for me. It's just my dark, dark soul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm mostly Welsh, so I have no idea where my freakishly dark eyes come from. But it's yeah. unusual. It is. Ah, so other people have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Who was the last person to bring that up? Uh, my uh, ophthalmologist, actually, because he said, asked me if my pupils were dilated, and I had to say I don't know because I can't see my own pupils. That's when how I, dark your when, eyes when, are. When, when I, I go to the eye doctor, and they dilate my pupils, and then you're supposed to see how dilated they are. I can't see how... I can't, I can't well, see I believe, my pupils. You know, I believe the eye doctor is supposed to see that, not you. I know. Yeah. Perhaps you need to different... Do you have a cheap eye doctor? Uh, I don't know. He's uh, probably. If he can't, if he's asking you to tell him whether the eye, whether your eyes are dilated or not, well, it might be time to. Yeah. To move on from the it, eye it doctor. Probably so. They are very dark though. Yeah. And are your eyes that dark? You can't tell if the pupils are dark. Yeah, they probably. They're are. not that dark, but. Pretty dark. Thanks. <laughs> Pretty cool. Now here's a we here we have a little box, a little this wooden a, box. It's sort of the size Indian, of a shoe box. Yeah, this is an Indian instrument. It's called a shruti box. I'm working on an adaptation, I'm going to the studio tonight, um, this is going to be a condensed version of something uh, of a um, Black Sabbath song that I'm adapting. All right. Um, with, an, with an Indian but, instrumentation. Yeah, but okay. uh, except that I can't have the whole arrangement with the, with the tablas and you know the bazooki solos and things, so I'm going to just do the basics. Sweet. This is a drone instrument, and I've found that even in, in Indian music, you know, it works well with Celtic music, mm. you know, when I do... 
all these little, little Celtic songs, but I found it works with this Black Sabbath song, Sweet. Okay. because a drone is, is uh, very uh, essential to a lot of things, especially when you've got the good pedal tones. So. She sits in silence in her midnight boat, half-edited pictures of a dancing got every single person in Wayfair and there's a lot of people in here today every single person turned around and looked at that yeah. I don't that's, think we've ever had that, that before cool. that's what so happens when I play with my box in public <laughs> <laughs> so, so can, what sorry Andrew so, go on. You know, I was just curious can you change the pitch at all it's just you one can, tone yeah. it is one you can change it's got little stops uh, oh, so cool. you can uh, you can change them uh, I have them in a straight in orange, just straight fifths uh-huh. uh, my first one I got um, I was on spring break when I was um, uh in school in Ireland, and uh, half the year I'd studied traditional Irish music, and the mm. um, other half I'd studied ethnomusicology. Mm. And uh, on my spring break, uh, at, around that time we'd learned about Indian music, uh, some of the more modern music, and so I went down to Southwold, which is the Indian community of London. I was on my little route mm. uh, on spring break, and, and I got a shruti box in a, an area where all, this, all the signs are in Urdu or Sanskrit or Hindi or Punjabi or whatever and uh, got to talking uh, with somebody who actually wrote music. He, had, he was a harmonium player. Uh, he had a little studio upstairs from this restaurant. Uh, and these people kindly showed me where to find a shri box, and I played that one for, for years. You can play around with the stops and get different chords and different okay. drones. So the stops that you're playing with, you can create a different key. You can. But in, in the live performance of the, yeah, the box, you don't I mean, change. You don't really, because it's like a tambura or something like yeah. that. It's a drone. And mm-hmm. it's so essential to a lot of things, whether it's the drone of, uh, of monks chanting. You mm-hmm. hear it in um, the didgeridoo of yeah. you know, the aboriginals of Australia. Yeah. You hear it in... Um, the five-string banjo, that constant drone of bluegrass. You mm-hmm. hear it in Celtic music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you hear it in Indian music. You hear it in Bulgarian music. It's so uh, common. And uh, my personal theory is that trying to simulate that drone is the closest that we have to uh, trying to express the eternal. Mm, nice. Or it's just a very easy instrument to play. That too. Yeah. It is the easiest instrument I've ever seen. You just squeeze it, and it doesn't even have any fingering or anything. Do you want to play with my box? I'd love to. I don't, I don't need to do it right now, but, you know, at oh, some point ahead. we can... 
here you go. You could give me a lesson. Okay. So All what you, you have do to is, do is actually you just bounce this. Uh, so you just push and pull it. Yeah. But you, you can kind of hear that intensity changing a little bit, right? You can hear yeah. the whoosh of the air a little bit. So you yeah, can make it There's sound, a little bit of a... You can yeah, do it with you, some you kind, of bounce, you kind of bounce this, uh, you know, as soon as it starts to, to sl- you know, it's, it's got a little bit of a bounce to it. So there is that, you will hear that creak of bellows and things like that. Do you play the Cajun accordion? It looks a little bit like that. Uh, it's only when, I've, when I'm very, very, very drunk and uh, people only need me to play about three or four notes. Uh-huh. It's got the similar sort of accordion. It does, yeah, the bellows. melodian, yeah. Well, it yeah. is a bellows instrument, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it will make you kind of trance out a little bit. It's very cool. Thanks it's for doing cool. that. Yeah. Thanks for playing that. Yeah, hey, so nice. Becky, what goes on with City Surf? Are you going to just keep that one? Or are you going to open another one? Or? We'd like to expand. Um, not in New Orleans. I think the market's too small. You know, it would just cannibalize itself. So we have rights to the whole state. So nobody else can open City Surf oh, but us. Nice. So, so what about Lafayette? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, we got out. I hear Lafayette. Some is a great market. People have been saying, bring it, bring it. So it we get a lot moving. of people. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, a lot of young, you know, it's kind of a college demographic. So I think anywhere that has a university would would do really well. You Absolutely. can bring in some baby alligators, make sure you stay on the board. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm telling you. Good idea. Might you want to get away from them gators. <laughs> How often do you do it, Becky? Do it every day? I teach about five days a week, so five or six classes a week. You're doing it with mm-hmm. people. Yeah, so it's hard to out. just kind of walk around when you're teaching. You kind of have to demonstrate a lot of it. But I take a lot of classes too. So I'm there all the time. But so you're expending a lot of energy every day, like working yeah. out all day. But, you know, you kind of build it up. It takes a while to figure out, I'm sure, performing as well, but being able to speak and work out at the same time is yeah, right. took me a little while to get used to. Do you wear a headset? No. We have one, but I mean, we don't. It's not like it's 1982. Come on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like feel kind of like an aerobics instructor, right. you know, when I wear it, but jazz no, I don't size. wear it. Do you do jazz as high? Yeah, we do like step aerobics with it. Mm. Hey, that's cool. So can we just go and try it once? Yeah, definitely. You just go to I City free passes for you also come. Sweet. Yay. Free passes. Right. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, it's super fun, though. We do new client deals because it does take a couple classes to get comfortable. The okay, first so time I can go there and not be... have to sign up and just try it out and see yeah. if I like it. Nice. Okay. But City Surf on Magazine Street next to Taqueria Corona. Well, the worst that can happen is you can have a giant burrito next door afterwards. Right. I mean, and surf first and then go get some tacos. Yeah. So How often works. do you go to Taqueria? Then? Pretty often. Yeah, pretty often. I was going to ask, yeah, if you're burning that many calories a week, where are you crushing food? I mean, yeah. you know, are you giving Fair. yourself... Question. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, a yeah. spot. I proteins. do enjoy... You can eat anything. And I love... I'm like, growing up in South Florida, I love a bagel. You know, like a... There's not a good, like, Jewish deli. There's one. Steins. There's I one. like Steins. Yeah. Steins I like Steins, but good. I like bagels from um, that Maple Street patisserie. Oh, that place is great. Magazine. Yes. It's right by the Rum House. That re- oh, my God. Their bagels are like... There's one on Maple Street and there's one on Magazine Street. So that good. place, oh, everything legit. that guy makes is awesome. Do you ever go so there, good. Beth? Uh, not in a bakery, while. Maple Street patisserie. I don't know who that guy is, but he's... Polish. Yeah. Polish. His name is Ziggy. Okay. Well, yeah. that guy knows it's, what he's oh, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's legit. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's so good. So, but uh, arts, arts bagels, yeah. Oh, they went out of business. Oh, they, not that one. they replaced where arts was. Got it. Okay, yep. you yeah, gotta check this out. Place. So you, it must be great to be able to eat anything and not put on any weight and never have to worry about it. I mean, I'm. I love that idea. I mean, I, obviously, I work at it. Yeah, day, but if you're but working out every day and you're getting paid to work out, it's yeah, your job. Exactly. And then you, you can, yeah, and then you get off anything. and you're like, hot dog, yeah, me think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go to that dog and I'm gonna have two pints of beer. Yeah. 
And fuck it, who cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? I Just love that. Burnt it. Okay, we're out of here. Beth, do we need to say anything about where you're playing, or is there? can we go steal your music from somewhere? Yeah, I, I come into New Orleans uh, roughly once a month uh, or every where? couple of months. I'm currently hiding out in northeast Mississippi, and I uh, I just come Mississippi. Okay. Starkville, and then I, I sneak in. I so do you a live bit in of, Mississippi now? Yeah. I, well, I we managed to get through the whole entire show without finding that out. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, Starkville. Uh, yeah, but I'm playing. Uh, well, I guess by the time this podcast is podcast is broadcast, it's irrelevant. Um, well, but I play here every now and again. Someone's listening. Well, I play I play uh, at the Irish House every now and again. I play at the Cary Irish Pub. Those are my two regular places to play right. when I come into town. Okay. Played Crown so and what Anchor. do you do mostly in Stockwell? You just hang out at home and play yeah, on the back porch or something? Yeah, re- just regroup, uh, do a lot of writing, uh, both writing fiction as well as writing music. And I just use that time to regroup and pull myself together. And, and what's it like, Starkville? Are you living in the country? Yeah, it's it's in a, a little area um, off campus that's nice and quiet. So I wake off up to what this, campus? Off the Mississippi State uh, well, that's campus. where Mississippi State yeah. University but is. This is a, a little area that's kind of walled away from, from the rest of the, the city where it's nice and quiet, and I wake up to the sound of mockingbirds instead of the sounds of somebody barfing on my car. Um, so, well, you know, better it's than nice barfing change. in your car. So, yeah, true. So you're like a total loner. Yeah, yeah. You're out there by yourself, no pet, no partner, no nothing. Yeah. Just you and the bazooki in Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah. Holy hell. That would be me. Just you and the Getty Lee poster. Me and the Getty Lee. Oh, listen, don't get me started about me and the Getty Lee posters. Mm. All right. I can't get you started because we have to get out of here. So that's next time. <laughs> or next episode. Something, something to say for next time. We have Beth Patterson back, the, the Getty Lee poster oh, yeah, story. Yeah, and also, one, yeah. And also, yeah. who tried to kill you? I would like to find that out on our, on our next outing. Becky Harden has been here, too, from City Surf on yep. Magazine Street. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having Beth, me. Beth, thanks for being here. Andrew, that's it. Our other guest, who was a no-show. I guess he got drunk at the I earlier know, happy hour. I don't know. Yeah. Graham, what happened to this guy? Graham's too busy texting someone. She doesn't know. What, what happened to the guy that was supposed to be sitting over in this chair here? Do we know? Do we know what happened to Josh something or other? We don't know. A treat in store. Hey, look, you've got Beth Patterson's website up. Hey, thanks for joining us. The voice yeah, that you just almost thanks. heard was Graham DePonte, our producer. Our music director is Christian Unruh, and our technical director is Thomas Walsh. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around the table for about an hour and remain upright, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com, where you can also check out some other shows, like, for example, many other hours of happy hour past that you can dip into. There's Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace to listen to, as well as True to the Game with the hilarious and fabulous Chris True, who now has an MTV show, by the way, called Air Sex. Check that out as well. Check out Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's, is it lightning? It's a bus. Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu and the podcast about death. Death, the podcast, as well as questions from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajic and the satirical mental health show called Psych Ward. It's all on itsneworleans.com. Psych Ward features Dr. Ross. Check that out, by the way, if you have nothing to do for the next 20 minutes. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com. And it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com. See what a bazooki looks like. 
and on our Facebook page as well. These photos are taken today by Alison Moon. If you're listening to this show on your podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you would, to stop what you're doing immediately and rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans where you can come and enjoy a cocktail at happy hour between 3 and 6 and get it for half price as well as the whole appetizer menu. Or come on the weekends and enjoy brunch. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everybody around here at the table at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. See you back here next week on Happy Hour. <laughs>